going on everybody welcome to another episode of the miami comedy podcast manny garavito going live once again thank you thank you all so much really appreciate that uh shout out to all the people that have been uh, sending me messages about the uh, comedy show tonight over at fun dimension in winwood if you guys are looking to uh uh have a good night out oh boy they're calling me already see people from all over the world are calling me for a winwood comedy show i don't know what it is but tonight at 8 o'clock, we're going to be over at Fun Dimension. If you guys want to go somewhere and have a laugh, especially at a brand new venue in the Wynwood area, go to Fun Dimension tonight at 8 o'clock. How are you, everybody? Uh, Duran, Fresh Air, Food, Water, Sunlight, Donald Espada, ABC Lynn Solution, Rivera, 1017. All right, guys. So for those that are brand new to the podcast, uh, we just got the badges function. So for those that are tuning in, here's how it works. You put a little something in the pot. If we make $20 within the, within the first 30 minutes, I'll do a whole hour. Uh, I've been writing today uh, to talk to you guys about, in, in commemoration to the very funny, the legendary comedian that is Patrice O'Neill. Today, well, tonight, rather, they're going to be showing a uh, documentary on Comedy Central on the, the very funny Patrice O'Neill. Do you guys know, are you guys familiar with Patrice O'Neill's work? When I first started as a comedian, Patrice O'Neill was one of the funniest people that I've ever seen live and on television. Big black fat dude in your face telling you the truth. And the theme, the, the name of the documentary is called Killing is Easy. And the documentary is about telling the truth as a comedian. Now, how do you guys define the truth? As they always say, the truth shall set you free. But to what extent? I mean, do you guys like people telling you the truth? Are you the kind of person that appreciates somebody when they tell you the truth? Like they look you in your face and they're like, you're fat. How do you feel when someone calls you fat? Do you say, thank you. I needed a reassurance to know that I got to make myself better. Or do you say, man, fuck you. Ask yourself the question. Do you like people telling you the truth or not? Marty Fergang, welcome to the chat. What's up, man? Lulu04, 05, Zen Babe, Sweetness, what's up? I don't know. Do you guys like you guys like it when someone tells you the truth? I love it. I never get offended. Hell, sometimes the truth hurts. It can sting. That's normal. The truth that you know what the truth is for? The truth is to is to to let you change. How can you change when you don't know the truth? You know what I mean? How do you know? How do you know you're fucking up unless somebody tells you you're fucking up? If you live everyday life and no one ever like corrects you 
No one ever tells you you're wrong. No one ever says what's wrong with you. How are you going to get better? You're just going around with your chest all puffed up, thinking you're going to make a difference in your life when you ain't doing shit. And then somebody shows up, looks at you in the face and tells you the truth. And then you're just like, yeah, you know what? I got to change that. You're right. But it's got to be a truth you agree with, you know, because what's the difference between snitching and telling the truth? I need somebody to differentiate this for me because snitching and telling the truth, they kind of go hand in hand because if you snitch, you're telling on somebody. And if you tell the truth, you're also telling on somebody too, right? LMHC, welcome. A Fuentes, what's up? 89 Hobo. (laughs) So it's kind of like a catch 22. All right. So I think, I think the main way to differentiate between snitching and telling the truth It kind of goes like this. So uh, telling the truth is when you have no choice, right? Like we need to find out the solution to this. We need to find out how we can resolve this. And snitching is when uh, you tell the truth for no reason. (laughs) So like if you call the cops on your next door neighbor and uh, you, you tell the cops that your next door neighbor is a drug dealer, there was no reason for you to tell the truth. Nobody asked you to nobody asked you to do that, but you told the truth anyway. And whatever dilemma you had that made you want to snitch, aka tell the truth, it's gotta be either because you resent the person, uh, you uh you were just hating on them. I I don't know what it is, but but like snitching for me, it, it, it can either go really good or really bad. Uh have you guys ever seen the first 48? There's a lot of memes around the first 48. And the the reason why people write memes is because when you see somebody uh, like if you were to look uh, at, you know, through a window and you were to see your partner that was also arrested along with you, if you see your partner eating fast food in the other interview room, he's pretty much snitching, (laughs) snitching on you. That's the meme. So if you see your partner getting interviewed and he's eating KFC and he's got like a Gatorade. He, that's it. He's telling on everybody for the sake of filling his stomach. Okay. Now, is that snitching or is that telling the truth with a little something on the side? <laughs> is that telling the truth with some sides? You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the way I see telling the truth is like this. You got to be tactful to tell the truth. Because if you just tell the truth, you can also come off very crass. You know what I'm saying? Like telling, telling the truth takes skill. Um, and there's a difference between being right and being righteous. So you could be right. You could be right about something, but if you, if you're like, hi, you see, I told you so you're like, fuck that person. Right. But if on the other hand, you're being righteous, it's almost like you'll only attract the kinds of people that can take that kind of honesty from you. Like, oh yeah, I like this guy. This guy will tell me the truth. No matter what coach George, what's up? Dean Arl. Sergio Aniki, Jess HRO. Oh, what's up, Jess? How are you? Mariana Rams. I got a question for all the newbies walking into the uh, chat over here. Do you guys appreciate someone telling you the truth or do you think it's do you think it's unnecessary? The big do. What's up, man? Um, I like telling the truth. They say the truth shall set you free, and that's only true if you tell the truth outside of a court system. Because I've never heard anybody getting set free because of telling the truth. It's like, yes, Your Honor, I killed him. That's not going to set you free. What's even worse is a police officer telling you to say the truth. Hey, tell me the truth and we'll go easy on you. All right, yes, I did 
put drugs up my ass. And then he pulls out the handcuffs. And they're like, but I thought you said you go easy on me. I am going easy on you. Now the cop lied in order for you to tell the truth. Isn't that weird? That cash 22 shit. Jess says depends. Depends on what? See, this is the kind of conversation we got to have more often in society. Why tell the truth? What will happen if you tell the truth? You either get in trouble or it benefits you. You know what I'm saying? As comedians, we can tell the truth. That's our job. Clean the lens here a little bit. There you go, much better. As comedians, we can tell the truth because that's our job. And the, and the better we are at telling the truth, the more effective we are as comedians because there's nothing worse than a comedian playing, playing along with the crowd and not... You guys ever seen a comedian kind of have a hard time because there's, some, there's, there's, an, there's something going on in the room and they don't want to like touch upon it because it's too sensitive? Like if I ever perform and I see somebody in a wheelchair in the front row, I'm going to mention the wheelchair because the wheelchair person knows he's, he or she's in a wheelchair, right? Front row and center in a wheelchair. Uh, a friend of mine that's a performer in the Miami comedy scene, he's in a wheelchair. And, you know, when I call him up, he, people got to move out of the way in order for the wheelchair to come up to the stage in order for him to perform. So what do I do to make it entertaining? I say, all right, guys, let's give a round of applause as Chris rolls his way up to the stage. And then, you know what? People are like, yeah, fuck it. And now it's not awkward because you pointed it out, you know? Just says the situation, like you said, with the cop, it's like, hell no. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You only tell the truth. You only tell the truth when there's no police officer or, or court system involved. Other than that, tell the truth, man. Um, and then, of course, snitching. Yeah, you only snitch if you really hate somebody. You snitch on them. Fuck it. Um, but yeah, when there's an elephant in the room and no one's calling it out, you're not really being a good comedian because like the fact that, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, man. Like telling the truth is like, it's like you're either going to get ha hated on or people are going to love you for it. And that's why I like telling the truth from a distance. Like I only like telling the truth like, like this, like on a live stream. It's be like, tell you something or talk about certain topics because I know if things get a little rowdy, I could just sign off and be like, all right, I'm not going to talk about this no more. We're out of here, right? Um, I was reading an article that says that, that telling the truth, why I wrote on Google, why tell the truth, right? I Googled it to kind of like get ideas on what people are telling me. And apparently Google says that telling the truth gets you respect. Uh, except for those getting the truth. You know what I mean? Because like the first person that came to mind about telling the truth in history was Galileo, the guy that invented the telescope. Now, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know the story of Galileo, but he, he invented the telescope to look up and he's seeing the stars and looking at the planets and shit. And then he goes to the church and he tells the church, like, hey, we're not the center of the universe. What's up, Barbie? We're not the center of the universe. We're, we're actually uh, a part of it. And what do they do? He was telling the truth. And what did they do? They arrested his ass. Right. They didn't give him any respect whatsoever. Hell, they told him to, go, to stay inside of his house. They're like, all right, you want to go look at planets through your little tube? Why don't you stay inside your house? Shut the fuck up because we're trying to run a business here. All right. The business of religion. You're fucking us up, Galileo. Shall we behead him? No, no, no. Leave him around. Let's see how far this guy can go. Uh, so they put him on house arrest. And, they, and then like 300 years later is when the church admitted 
300 years later, the church was like, hey, you know what? Galileo was right. We, and then they try to, you know, you know how the church does it. When they, when they admit they're wrong, they just bring God into it to keep it righteous. Uh, you know, Galileo was right. Uh, we are a part of God's beautiful creation that is the universe. You know, they just bring that shit in. We're, we're a part of God's creation after all. We're not the creation of God. We're a part of the creation. So 300 years later is when they gave him his props. And all he was doing was telling the truth, man. They call it heresy. Hearsay? Hearsay? I don't know. What's that word? H-R-E-S-Y? Cleared his name of hearsay. 300 years later, you only get respect after the fact. You never get respect like during the truth, right? People are like, people are like, we got to shut this guy up. Man, how many people died telling the truth? Huh? That's another, that's another good question. How many people out there got shot in the back of the head because he was telling the truth? I don't like the fact this guy's just saying so much real shit. We got to silence him forever. Oh, man, I'm telling you, man, telling the truth is, uh, is a responsibility we all should have, right? Like if we, tell more, if we tell more of the truth, imagine how awesome society would be. But then at the same time, like how many times have we been lied to, right? Do you guys really believe history is the truth? All right, let's go ahead and get into some reads. Um, this is kind of like a philosophical episode, guys. You guys feel it? I feel the philosophy in this one. But uh, again... I just want to give a shout out to one of my favorite comedians of all time, Patrice O'Neill. Uh, definitely check out Killing Is Easy. And I'm not, I'm, this isn't a sponsorship. This is actually me talking to you as a comedy fan. Check out the documentary Killing Is Easy on Comedy Central. I think it airs tonight, maybe like eight or nine o'clock. Mariana Ram says, we live in a simulation. Mariana, I didn't know you were, uh, I didn't know you were like, um, like one of those conspirators that you, do you believe in like reptile people too? Cause only people that believe in like, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And like, you know, the Illuminati eats babies and stuff like that. Uh, Barbie says planning on going to one of your events for my B day in April. Damn. You waited all the way till April Did we, we got acquainted when in March you waited a whole year and a half. I want to make sure that Manny's the real deal. So I'll see you next year, Manny. All right. <laughs> of course, Barbie, you're more than welcome to join us. Manus manicures. What's up? All right, let's get to some reads, guys. Uh, LU Venus. LU Venus is a badass health insurance agent helping individuals, families, small business owners find the health plan they need, whether it be Medicare, Medicaid, group plans, ACA, Obamacare. If you've got health insurance questions, he's got health insurance answers. Reach out to him. That's LU Venus, E L I U dot V I N A S at ushadvisors.com. Mariana says, uh, ha, ha, ha. Yes, we must be open to everything. We never know. Do, do, do. <laughs> Every, there's always somebody on the chat wanting to tell you some conspiracy. I don't know what it is about. Yeah, all right, speaking, this is a great segue, by the way, Mariana. Uh, Barbie says, I got kids, business, and school. Yeah, I know, Barbie, I was fucking with you. All right, I got to fill in half an hour here, Okay. <laughs> I got to run with anything, anything and everything. Uh, what's up, Say Well, Yeah, one thing. I, so speaking of truth, guys, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, people that, that think they know the truth, they go into conspiracy. Like, I think sometimes, wow, what a great segue. Sometimes I believe you, you seek the truth so much that you end up being lied to 
and you believe that as truth. I think conspiracy theory, all right? I really believe conspiracy theory is like the truth, like, but like a pathological truth. Because you know how many people were being taken advantage of for wanting to find the truth out about the pandemic? Did you see how many documentaries and news articles came out in the pandemic? And did you see how many like emails and bullshit things like, hey, if you got the coronavirus, you know what you could do? You could put a fucking blow dryer in your mouth and just exhale deeply and the heat will kill the virus on your throat and lungs. And people are out there trying to figure out the truth so bad that that, that for some reason in their minds, they're like, you know what? That sounds kind of true. We're so desperate. People that that follow conspiracy theories are so desperate for the truth that you end up just lying to yourself for the sake of feeling like you know the truth. (laughs) Oh, you might get the Rona and die if you ask too many questions. Not going to lie. I think I already got it, uh, Sarah. What's up, PSI? P sits Jade. What's up? Um, and I'm back. What's up, Jonah? Samantha, J23. We're here talking about the truth. So uh, we segued over to conspiracy theories. I don't know what it is, man, but, uh, you know, conspiracy theories when it comes to, I don't know. Uh, I have not had it. Uh, no, Samantha. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let you on the live stream for two reasons. Number one, we never met. And I don't know who or what you are. Uh, and number two, if you can't spell Samantha correctly, that's a red flag right there. <laughs> hey, 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 74, what's up? Um, all right, so yeah, conspiracy theories are for people that uh, want to find, want to know the truth and they can't find it. You know, what's the worst conspiracy theory you've ever heard? Well, shout out to Alex Jones. Uh, shout out to Alex Jones because Alex Jones is the kind of person that actually made a business out of conspiracy, out of conspiracy theories. Like I, I want to, I want to lie so bad like Alex Jones did and make a, make a business out of it because that sounds fun. Imagine you lying to people, not for the sake of like making a business or making yourself made or anything like that. Imagine you lying to people just for fun. Now that's a pathological liar. And I think they go far. If you can make that house of cards last long enough, um, you know, more power to you, man. You've got to have, it's lying is a skill. Lying is a skill because you can't just blatantly lie. When you lie, you've got to lie to the point where it's like a show. You know what I mean? Like think of like snake oil salesmen back in the 1800s in the wild, wild west when they pull up in a, ho- in a horse and carriage in the middle of a fucking town and they're like, step right up, step right up. If you've got a headache, I've got your cure right here. Sore throat, cure right here. If you got a stub on your toe, cure right here. This year is snake oil. It ain't just your average snake oil. It's the snakes found way deep in the desert. <laughs> and then, like, you know, you got people doing acrobatics in the background and, like, get, making it all hyped up, fireworks. And, oh, my God, this guy seems like he knows what he's talking about. You're damn right I do. Uh, you know, you got to wear a top hat. You got to walk around with a little cane and shit. Um, and then all these little details, all these little intricacies that uh, go into deep, like, you know, that show like the nuances of you lying. That's what makes a lie believable. Because a lie can be something like, uh, hey, I got a big dick, right? 
How many times have you been lied, ladies? Right? That's easy to do. But if you say, hey, I got a big dick, and you're wearing uh, uh, gray sweatpants on, and the guy has, uh, I don't know, a stuffed sock in there, right? So not only is he telling you, not only is he, is he wearing gray sweats, but you can also see the bulge. So those three come together and makes a lie more and more believable. So in order for you to lie effectively, it takes skill, right? It take, you got you to practice. <laughs> you got to practice lying, you know? It's the same way you got to practice telling the truth. Yeah, you know what? Telling the truth and lying, they're two, uh, they're two big skills. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, that's, that's, very, that's a very interesting take. It takes a lot of skill to lie and tell the truth effectively. If you tell the truth, you get uh, demonetized. Oh, you're saying my show? No, I'm here telling the truth. Zero earned. <laughs> and I don't blame you guys, man. You know, I go live every day. Can you imagine some guy going live every day where he's got his little fucking uh, little bucket hat out? This right here, Instagram giving me the badges is like me hanging out in downtown Miami playing the guitar with my thing open, right? The little bucket out. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Wonderwall. Play another song. And I'm just like making it obvious that I have a little buck that little have a little bucket hat there. It's like, I got it. I said, play Wonderwall. I said, maybe. Oh my God. That song is great. Have a great day. Bye. Mm-hmm. You're going to be humming the song as you walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt is like that lies for no reason. That, that poor aunt. Shout out to your aunt, man. Your aunt is extremely bored. People that, people that lie, I think Latinas that lie, the, the reason why Latinas lie so much is because they're bored. Have you ever hung out? You ever had a conversation with a Latina woman? You know, the ones that like drama? Uh, there's a reason why Primer Impacto is so, is so important to like Latina women. Look, man, I'm gonna tell you guys like this straight up, man. Like I believe that the reason people take in lies so easily is because of the fact that they're bored. Like how long did you believe that Jerry Springer was a real show before you found out it wasn't? It's because you were so bored. You wanted to believe (laughs) you're out there on your lunch break. You're bored as fuck. The only channel that works is fucking channel four or whatever channel CBS. What was it? UPN, right? That's the only channel that worked in the break room. And why was it the only channel that worked in the break room? So they can sedate you in your, in your break room. So like you're there having a sandwich and the only thing you're watching is midgets running after each other. And that's entertainment. And if you knew that those midgets were part of the act, you wouldn't enjoy it as much as if you didn't. You know, when I was a young kid, I believed wrestling was real. There was a side of me that knew it wasn't, but I denied it. That's the worst kind. When you lie to, your, when you lie to yourself and you deny the truth, it's like, no! If wrestling, if wrestling was fake, I wouldn't watch it anymore. And then, you know, I think at the age of like 19 is when I realized that, you know what? It's just fake, man. I give up. There's no way The Rock is doing the people's elbow and actually damaging anybody. There's no way. <laughs> I don't know how the hell this man can just tap somebody in the shoulder with his elbow and the guy just fucking jumps like he got a defibrillator shock. <laughs> but I want to believe it's got to be true. The Rock says, The Rock says. (laughs) Real journalism these days is doing it without caring if people call it something else. True. True. 
What's up, Walter? What's up, Champagne Jib? Walter says, Primer Impacto. I remember my aunts watching that when I was a kid. Yeah, man. Pobrecita, bro. What's up, G-Reds? E-D-I-M. Yeah, what a shame that uh, Latinas are just getting lied to, man. You know, there's a reason why they like fucking... uh, Latinas love um, drama and fucking... uh, Hey, Steffi's here. The pinga city. What's up, G-Reds? Uh, do you smell that rock is cooking? <laughs> I thought the rock really was cooking in the back before he went on stage. Oh. <laughs> the rock says, do you smell? Oh, my God, the rock. Oh, man, and kids that actually thought that wrestlers were their hero. What's today's topic? Telling the truth. Uh, or now we're talking about lying to yourself in order for something to be entertaining. Like Latino women, they love novellas, right? And in their heads, novellas is real. Like, have you ever seen, you ever seen a grandma react to an emotional scene in the novella? <gasps> Ay, Dios mío. No lo puedo creer. Because you shouldn't believe it, grandma. It's not real. No lo puedo creer. E- esa es la manera que tienes que pensarlo. No lo crees. Porque no es verdad. No lo puedo creer. <gasps> No, no lo creo, because it's a novela. Ay, man, te quiere. Tú no le gusta nada. What's up, Chelsea? Antonella, what's up? This is true. Uh, when I was growing up watching novelas after getting out of school from 5, from 5 p.m., I only watched one novela, and I was a child. And uh, ironically, my father got me into it. I think this is the only novella he watched too. No, I think he also watched Café. But there was one called uh, Dos Mujeres, Un Camino. And it was about a guy, Un Zorro, as they would call it. This guy was like a fucking player, right? And he was, he was kind of like the, um, he's the, he was the guy that played chips. What's that guy's name? Estrada? Something Estrada, right? So the main character in Dos Mujeres, Un Camino was this guy Estrada. And he had uh, two women like he had two side pieces and they were like beefing with each other and i think it was a colombian show and for some reason the guy you know people see people think heroes are you know somebody in a wrestling ring or an athlete my hero was estrada in those mujeres un camino because to see that guy juggle those two women in that novela you know as an eight-year-old man i really learned a lot it's like oh okay so if you lie to these hoes and you just make them get catty amongst themselves. They enjoy that rather than actually winning you over. Hmm. If I just become toxic enough as an adult and have multiple women, all I got to do is entertain these hoes. <laughs> if I entertain these hoes long enough, they'll actually get addicted to the emotion of the entertainment and drama. Mm, I see. <laughs> I'm there pontificating as a child. Two women, one path. And the path is to keep them both and hopefully find the third. Eric Estrada, there you go. That's him. Yo, I watched Two Mujeres as a kid too. <laughs> Dude, it was, it, was, it, was, it was an amazing fucking show. You know, you learn a lot. You learn a lot juggling two women at a time, man. Uh, don't you dare stream a, a novella like that now. What do you mean? Stream a novella? I go, like I, I start beefing. I get, yeah, you guys would probably believe me. If I was beefing with somebody long enough, you guys would be like, man, he really doesn't like Alex. 
Yeah, for those that used to watch the show, Barbie and Macula, uh, you know, the Alex, people were tuning into the sh- to, to this podcast early on because it was like a girl that was like pretending to crush on me. She still shows up every once in a while, but ever since, you know, I didn't buy her food or something, she stopped coming out. And uh, <laughs> people were like tuning in because she would go on live with me to argue with me. I'm not fucking toxic. Who the fuck said I was toxic? I'm not toxic. I just wanted some fucking food. <laughs> I just got pulled over. <laughs> Why did you get pulled over? Barbie, what are you doing? Stop looking at your phone. El Premio Mayor. You remember that one? No, I haven't seen that one. All right, so here's what you Let's go ahead and help Barbie out here in her, uh, in her while she's getting pulled over. Uh, Barbie, whatever you do, don't tell the truth. Okay, don't tell the truth. Lie. Do you know how fast you were going? No, I do not, officer. Do you have it recorded? You were doing 90 on a 50. Can you prove it? Because it looked like I was doing 50 on a 50 from my speedometer. And just fucking take it as far as you can. Show me the laser gun. What do you call those? The, the radiology gun? What do you call that shit? Show me the gun you use. Is it calibrated right? When was the last time you calibrated it? I know a good Cuban lawyer, man. Fuck this. I don't need to deal with this shit. The croquetas. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you guys remember that? Dude, I was such a fucking. In the beginning, when I started doing this podcast, it was nothing but women tuning in. It's how bored the ladies were, just tuning in, watching me, judging me. <laughs> they were really just judging me the whole time. You know, who the fuck is this guy? You cute or whatever, but who do you think you are going live every day and talking about sex and dating? Who is this guy in his garage with his little plush flamingo? Right. Then a, a year later, wow, it's almost going to be a year. I started doing this in March 18th, 19th. I started doing this like March 19th. And uh, yeah. Oh, shit. In a month, it's going to be a year anniversary of doing this show. He let me go, though. I drove uh, through a way I wasn't supposed to get off exit. You know what, man? That See, that's, that's what sucks, man. You see, Barbie got off easy. Barbie, you know, Barbie's got that face of like, you know, she's pretty but she's also mean. So you just don't want to put up with it. You know what I mean? So you might as well just let a pretty girl go. And maybe you also avoided a bitching from a Latina woman. <laughs> Barbie has the kind of face that if you were to look at her and like, it's going to be a confrontation, you'd rather avoid the confrontation altogether. They're like, Hey, the fuck you look. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You have a good day, man. Nice seeing you. All right. Carry on. Enjoy. Yeah. It's beautiful outside. Great weather. All right. Bye. Woo. Avoided that. <laughs> That looked like, an, like a yelling argument. Uh, ladies, tune into Miami Comedy whenever the novellas have commercials. <laughs> and the three Ps. What are the three Ps? I forgot. It's Valenal Media. Meta? Were you supposed to write media, but you misspelled it there, uh, Valena? All right, everybody. I got to get going. I got to go do a show over at Winwood tonight. Fun Dimension, 8 p.m. Okay. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Next time, don't forget the badge button. Help out. This is a brand new venture for me. And this is exciting because I'm actually considering uh, taking a break from stand-up and doing this uh, full-time. This is really fun, like to go live on virtual and talk about random stuff with random people and talk topics. So uh, feel leisure 
with the uh, badge button, okay? Uh, I'll see you. <laughs> be thrifty with it. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Bye, everybody.